Thank you so much for Push and Play. This is MG Govia. I'm an education outreach liaison here at Oki 811. You're listening to Digging Deep, our podcast. Um, today's episode, we are going to be talking with Chris Doval from Texas 811. We have lots of stuff to talk to you about. Um, I want you all to take this moment before we even get started. Hit your favorite button. Make sure you're following us so that you can stay tuned with us for future web or future podcasts and future opportunities to follow and see what all is going on with OKA one So today, um, I'm pleased to announce that I have Chris on the podcast with us, and we're going to get dive into quite a few different topics. We're going to begin just kind of give everybody a little idea of who Chris is <laughs> so that we can talk about what we're doing. So Chris, before we dive into Texas and OKA one and the differences, can you tell us a little bit about you and who you are? Sure. Thanks, MG. I'm so glad to be here. Excited to be on uh, your show. Um, so my name is Chris Stovall, President and CEO of Texas 811. Um, also a co-founder and CEO of a company called Linescape. We'll talk a little bit about that later on uh, in the show, I think. Um, but I've been with Texas 811 for 18 and a half years. I grew up in this business. I've held every uh, role that you can imagine within the company. I started off as an agent. Um, wow. handling phone calls, processing tickets. Um, I was uh, an assistant training coordinator, um, then ran training, assistant contact center manager, then ran the center operations, then a director of operations, um, executive vice president, COO, and I've been uh, the president now for about six years. Awesome. Well, it's good to know. In eight years, I could be executive director. So right. we won't tell we won't tell Susan um, <laughs> because I don't want to let her know. But six years might be the right time. We'll see. Um, yeah. So as you probably know, Chris, I started the same thing. I started back on the in the contact center, taking phone calls and processing locate requests as well, and just kind of hopped around looking for the my perfect niche. And I'm happy to say I'm in a good spot um, doing the education outreach for OK one um, one thing that has happened over the years of getting into this position is learning more and more about the similarities between our different states and what we do and the differences between our states and how we do it. And so I kind of want to kind of give our listeners an idea of that. So obviously Texas is a much bigger state. <laughs> you have a lot more activity. And then Texas has been such an innovator and a leader in the industry that y'all have some really cool things going on. So um, let's just start talking ticket volume because that's usually a, an idea of how big and how busy we are. So OK11, uh, we surpassed a million tickets for the first time in our history last year. We did just shy or no, just a little over 1.2 million tickets last year. So where does that compare to Texas A11? So we uh, we did 4.4 million, almost 4.5 million tickets last year in Texas. Yeah, um, it, to our listeners, I already knew the answer, and <laughs> just knowing it was four times as many, because uh, we were pretty excited when we finally got to 1.2 million. Um, we've been doing a lot to improve um, the automation, uh, the uh, how easy it is to put in a locate request for our excavators and homeowners, and we're getting there um, with that um through that and proper messaging as well obviously Texas just has that much population that much more size to deal with that but as a leader um in the industry Texas takes on other states one calls as well correct yeah that's right MG and I, I appreciate the um 
the, the kind words, but you know, I will say that as much as you consider Texas 811 a leader and an innovator, we look to Oklahoma as well. You guys at OK811 are doing some really cool stuff. This podcast, this show is is one of those things. Um, but you're you guys are a leader and innovator as well. And so I think one of the the beautiful things about our industry is that we can um, lean on each other and borrow ideas from each other. And so we look to you guys. Uh, just as much as as you may look to us, but awesome. so in in Texas, we that's our our headquarters and our core business is Texas. But we also we run the eight one one systems for South Dakota and West Virginia, okay. and then we help out with after hours. You know, people want to close the doors at five. We also help out with Spanish language calls for um, New Mexico, Mississippi, Georgia, also. Uh, Oklahoma is one yeah. as well. So we're, you know, we're kind of all over as far as how we're helping others in, in any way that we can. That's fantastic. And I agree, the partnerships that have been developed through the fact that we shared the same software, um, the, um, the ability to uh, collaborate. Um, like I said, I love stealing ideas from other people. Um, <laughs> Texas has had some good ones. Um, I, I take ideas from other states as well um, when they become available to us. And I see some really good marketing opportunities, some really good education stuff, as well as just uh, policy and procedures. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned that we get to talk about is Linescape. And so I understand it's pretty much just registering abandoned lines. Could you tell me more about it? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the, the history. Kinda. Okay. Um, Linescape today exists as a, uh, a separate entity from Texas 811, but it wasn't always uh, thought of in that way. So about five years ago, it's, it's been a long time in the making, about five years ago, we at Texas 811 started looking to what we thought could be the future of this industry. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at the time, five years ago, we thought we were looking 15 or 20 years into the future. We thought it was gonna be this, you know, kind of really futuristic thing. But the idea we had was the future of digital, right? And could our industry embrace a digital future? And so we, we started a pilot project and the, the basic idea was we wanted to be able to see a, an underground line location on a, an iPhone or a smartphone or a tablet, right? And so we, we worked on that project and we proved the concept and uh, we got pretty excited about that. And so we started kind of working on the background thinking that we were gonna be way ahead of um, really being ready to deploy that for many, many years down the road. Um, as we got further along in the project, we started to see like the technologies all around us just really moving in that direction. And we got excited, like, well, maybe this is gonna happen way faster than we originally thought. And uh, as we moved the project further along, we started exploring, okay, if we actually do this, what does that look like, you know? And um, long, long story short, the headline is, it, it was outside of our core business at Texas 811. You know, our core business is defined in our state law. And as long as we stay within that core business and follow what the state law requires us to do, you know, we, we're, we're doing our job and we have protections associated with that. 
And this felt like a little bit too far outside of our core business for our board of directors. Okay. But fortunately, they uh, they they trusted me, and they they also liked the idea, and so they gave me their blessing to go outside of Texas A1 and see if we could make this a success. And so, um, about 18 months ago, we did that. And um, again, the basic idea is: can we send digital information to an end user out in the field so they can see where the line is? And what made most sense? Uh, to start with this was abandoned lines. It was a major issue um, and a big challenge for the industry. And, you know, I want to back up a little bit on that. I say it made sense to go into abandoned lines. Really how that happened is uh, I want to give a nod to Kendra Morgan because they saw the opportunity there, not, not me. We had built this software um, and you know we were still working out a way to deploy it and kinder morgan saw this opportunity and they came to me and said can you make this work for abandoned lines we have a we have a challenge in our industry around abandoned lines and this could be a great solution so really i got to give credit to uh kinder morgan and kirk for seeing that opportunity and mm -hmm. um you know pushing this forward it, it's because of them that we've actually brought this to an operational product today Awesome. You're right. Um, Industry-wide, nationwide, abandoned lines is something that um, has been a, a sore spot because escalators will go out to a, a project, they call them to locate, the operators are coming out, marking the lines that they're own and maintain. And a lot of times those abandoned lines, they may fall off all the operator's radar and nothing happens and the excavator finds it the old fashioned way with their excavator and then it's a it's an issue and being able to get that knowledge to them ahead of time because of the registered assets or registered abandoned lines i should say does make a lot of sense how has um deployment gone so far that's a a, a great question so i was nervous about that to be honest <laughs> um we we didn't have a great way of educating everyone about this. I mean, you know how, yeah. how challenging that is. And we, as 811 centers, we were always trying to educate and bring awareness, but to reach everyone and to feel like you, you've actually accomplished that is, it's really challenging. And so we made the decision, instead of trying to do an education campaign or a marketing campaign to just start delivering what we call the digital locate on the abandoned line. To okay. Just start delivering that directly to the excavator. And then I called the excavators personally after they received them and asked, hey, how did that work? Did you like it? You know, was it good? And so I was really uh, surprised with their feedback because it was just 100% positive. And I, I was okay. honestly worried that, you know, maybe they'll think it's a nuisance or it'll right. be a bother to them. And um, they, they love it. I mean, it really helped in the scenario that you described earlier. But another scenario that's you know, equally as bad and maybe even a little scarier is they call in their 811 ticket. They get four utilities identified on the ticket. They go out and they see four marks on the ground. Maybe they even pothole and they identify where these four pipes are located. Um, if they don't know about abandoned lines in that scenario, now let's say one of those lines they've identified is actually an abandoned line. That means there's a a live buried line somewhere that hasn't been marked 
And that's the really scary scenario. And this has helped a lot with that as well because it gives them that awareness. Okay, I got four on my ticket and I also know now know that there's an abandoned line in this general vicinity as well. That makes sense. Okay. Um, with the deployment, um, how is participation going so far? Yeah, so this was another area of surprise for me. Um, I'm just, I'm not... Uh, I'm not knowledgeable on marketing and, and how all that's done. So when I saw the numbers at first, uh, we had a 25% click-through rate and I thought, okay. oh, that's kind of disappointing. You know, it's <laughs> a little bad. I didn't know any better, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I started talking to some people who do email for a living and they're like, dude, that's really good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. One like out of every four. Yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's our, our click-through rate is, is 25%. And the other really cool thing that we found is once uh, an excavator, we can see the email address that clicks on it. Once they mm. click on it once, they continue to use it into the future. So that's another good oh, that's really cool. uh, metric. Very cool. Um, so what's the future of Linescape? What's next? Well, so a, a few things. One is um, we have, you know, we started this with Kinder Morgan. In, in Texas. And our hope is to be a, a, a solution across the nation, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's Lionscape being a part of that or whether that's us giving, you know, the the blueprint to how we accomplish this in Texas. You know, I, I talked uh, at the CGA and a couple of different committees um, and I've been talking to people in different states about the idea and I'm happy to just share uh, how we've accomplished it and the success rate from that, but also the software that we've developed works. Um, it integrates across different platforms. You mentioned earlier, Oklahoma and Texas use the same software. So kind of once you integrate with one, you, you can integrate with all of them. And so our hope is to expand the offering um, as far as we can go and, and continue to provide this value. That's what drives me is feeling like I've I've done something that's made a difference. And this was an area that people were trying to solve and it's causing some problems and you know that we've made a difference here means a lot. And then also we've added some other uh, abandoned facility owners as well um, to the mix. So Kinder Morgan was our first, but we've added a few others since then. Good. And our, our hope is that we can get, you know, every abandoned facility registered and notified. That would be cool. So that's, outstanding because a lot of facility operators listen to our podcast so if they want to pursue linescape do they need to contact okable one do they need to find linescape somewhere what's the next step for those who are looking to register their abandoned lines yeah so uh great question um the the short answer is they can email me christoval at linescape.com um, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-O-V, like Victor, A-L-L. -L. Um, but also, you know, reach out to your local 811 system. It, it was important to me from the get-go that I not um, just take it for granted that we can uh, operate in any state. So, you know, I've, I've called Susan personally and um, any other state that we've ever thought about uh, operating in, I, I talk to the executive director or CEO first and make sure that they're comfortable with it, that it makes sense for them mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, get their uh, blessing and also get their feedback on the right way to do it for that state. So um, definitely the state 
could be a way, a path, or you could email me directly and I'd be happy to contact that state's executive director. Awesome. Well, um, that kind of ties into what we were about to talk about is just as far as our, our big purpose, what we're all about. But before I dive into that, for everybody who worried about not being able to cast that email address, we're going to have that in your descriptions, um, make it available to anybody. So don't worry about it. If you don't hit rewind right now. We're going to finish up here in just a moment. Um, so I love the, the fact that whether it's Lionscape or what we do specifically for our contact center is that we understand the big purpose of A11, and that is obviously going to be excavator safety and damage prevention. Um, and I remember when I got into this role, I was very, very damage prevention focused, right? Because the people over my shoulder are our facility operators. Mm -hmm. um, they, they're the one paying our bills. They're the ones that, you know, uh, oversee the one call. And we finally got to where um, I'm in this position. I want to do everything right by them. And it wasn't too long that I figured out that my focus was backwards because all the facility operators are more worried about excavator safety. Because if we stress excavator safety, that means they're not hitting anything. That means that uh, the damage is prevented and my focus is to be shifted. And ever since that shift, oh man, this job is more rewarding because I don't think of like interruptions in services and bottom line dollars or anything like that. It's, hey, I'm saving a life. I'm educating someone who may need to know the tolerance zone and may need to understand the importance of verifying that underground facility before bringing in the heavy equipment, stuff like that. And so, um, with that being said, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, all the states around us, Kansas, Colorado, um, New Mexico, uh, we all um, focus on preventing damage with a focus on excavator safety. And I was wondering what that means to you, like as president and CEO of Texas Everyone, what's your big picture? Yeah, uh, thank you for that, MG. And, and you know, you and I are, are on the same page. I. Uh, I talk to every employee when they get hired at Texas 811 and um, within their first week of hiring. And I cover our, our company uh, core values, like welcome them on board and you know that sort of thing. But one of the things that I drive home from the very beginning is our purpose, why we exist. We have a mission statement, you know, and our mission statement is to facilitate damage prevention, promote public safety, and protect the environment through stakeholder education and communication. That's a good mission, uh, but it's it's kind of a mouthful, <laughs> and <laughs> and so it's also kind of it, you know, it's it's hard to get inspired about. Maybe that's just for me, but it just yeah. feels a little wordy. So I shorten that uh, to our purpose: why we exist. It is to protect billions of dollars of underground infrastructure and to get people home safely to their families every day, right? Exactly. That's exactly. why we exist, is people go home safe to their families because of what we do. And, you know, some of it, uh, you know, is in a contact center environment, right? And so we're, we're handling calls to 811, um, but a lot of web traffic now as well. And people may come into this thinking that it's the typical contact center environment. And so I try to set the record straight there too, and say, mm -hmm. you know, we're not, selling steak knives over the phone or processing credit card applications, we are protecting lives. Yeah. And I think that means a lot to employees. You know, they know what they're signing up for and it gives them meaning and purpose of what they do every day. 
Exactly. Nothing's more rewarding than going home at the end of your shift and know that you had an impact on the safety of others. Um, whether it's our employees in our contact center processing those locate requests, or all the way to our accounting person uh, taking bills and just the functionality and the existence of A11, um, it protects people. And that's what we stress as well. Um, I think it's a smart and common um, sentiment through all of A11 that we have a bigger purpose. So uh, Chris, I appreciate you so much. Um, you and I have ran into each other at numerous conferences and opportunities and to be able to talk to whether it's presidents or C, uh, CEOs or executive directors or whatever the leadership of any A11 is and have conversations um, like this uh, is inspiring to me. So I appreciate that um, tremendously just to see that our leadership, no matter what state they're in, we all have the same focus and direction. So that's important to me. So thank you for that. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on Oki 811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as safety days or our expo, or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, an Oki 811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. So we're going to be wrapping up. Um, what overall message or anything else that you want to add um, before we uh, close out? MG, I think this is one of the most exciting times to be a part of the industry. I really do believe that. And I've been doing this for 18 and a half years. I've seen a lot of positive things done, a lot of progress made, a lot of big things accomplished by uh, the partnerships that we have and um, the way that we all work together. But I have never sensed the change that is coming like I do now. I just feel like we have so much momentum, so much opportunity to make a, a big difference and um, increase safety in ways that we that we have never done in the past. And so I'm just excited to be a part of it and be along for the ride. I think yeah. you guys are doing some awesome things and we we challenge each other because the, you know the states we all talk <laughs> and we see what right. others are doing. And there's just this excitement and movement right now that I have not seen before. And so uh, the message that I would say to those that are, are listening or a part of this industry is, um, you know, a uh, uh, idle wave is coming of positive change and we're, we're about to make some real difference in this industry. That is outstanding. And I'll, I, I'm gonna be here alone for the ride myself. I'm. I, it is a good time. I've never seen the communication and collaboration between all the states and CGA and all these other organizations um, work the way that, that they have in just the last three to five years. I just feels like tomorrow, like you said, just something's gonna happen very soon. So I'm, I'm excited as well. So with that listeners, I just, again, thank you, Chris, for joining us today to talk A11 between our states. And um, if our listeners are interested in about um, registering their abandoned lines, reach out to me, education at okay 11org 
or Chris. He shared his email earlier. It's his first and last name at tetsusave11.org. We'll have that in our descriptions. I appreciate everything that our listeners do to help keep Oklahoma safe. Thank you and have a great day.